Blog Talk Radio. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. Jonathan on. I thought I had him on, but Jonathan, could you hear the intro good, or was it just me? <laughs> I could hear it. It was a little loud. It uh, cracked up a couple times, but... Okay, it's just a test. So, everybody, bear with me, baby. Bear with me. Thanks for joining <laughs> us tonight, man. Jonathan, there's so much to talk about in the NBA. Good grief, what's going on in the playoffs. OKC comes in game one. We're going to talk about that and just pimp slaps Golden State. He's been just playing home court advantage. Cleveland in a scrimmage last night in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to talk about what kind of chances Toronto have to even win a game. It's not to win the series because I don't think anybody with a brain cell, unless you're in Canada, thinks that that, that Toronto can beat Cleveland. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some arrests in college football. Jonathan, I mean, are you pumped up tonight to talk some NBA? I mean, you don't hear that much on this show, but damn it, I'm pumped up. Yeah, I actually am. That's uh, it's getting down to the final four teams. We got, you know, really four good teams going at it right now, and and it's it's been, you know, it's probably the first time that I've truly watched uh, two games uh, start to finish. Well, you have three good teams. That's I mean, a great three great teams, and I think one one good team, but Cleveland. It's just a bad mismatch with Toronto, I think. You know, looking at the size of Cleveland, their depth, the way they can shoot threes, Toronto really doesn't have. They have, they have a, they can, a guy that's it's good. Let's, let's go ahead and say he's a real good player, but they don't have enough of them, you know. Let's, let's be honest, Rosa can't shoot. We, I mean, he can't shoot consistently. How can Toronto steal a game from Cleveland in this series, or, or can they? Well, you know, Toronto beat Cleveland both times in Toronto during the regular season. Now, of course, I don't put much of what Cleveland does in regular season uh, and into perspective because, let's say, <laughs> they're just trying to get through with the number one seed. They're, they're, you know, they're not out there gunning for records. So, uh, lo- looking at it from that perspective, in those games, you needed Cleveland to shoot cold from three, and you need to beat them inside. And you know, I think that. Toronto has the ability to beat them inside, especially the way Biznak, Biznak Biombo can play. Very talented. That is a top ten pick. Um, but I, honestly, if LeBron keeps playing at this other level and Kyrie Irving keeps playing at this other level, this is a four or five game series. And in all honesty, I thought I, I was smelling sweet from the get go. Yeah, I don't see Toronto beating these guys unless, and I think Cleveland. Uh, taking pride in the fact that 
that they're undefeated right now in the playoffs, and they're, they're taking pride in the fact with Irving, LeBron, and Love together on the same court in the playoffs, they're undefeated. So last year, this is the same team without those two superstars. LeBron by himself took Golden State to six games. And I, I think, honestly, you know, looking at Vegas, and, and I've been thinking it for a while, Cleveland would be, a, I think, a two-point favorite over Oklahoma City and they would be a two-point underdog to Golden State. So that's, that's pretty close to saying Cleveland, you know, is one of the best teams in basketball. I think Cleveland can win it no matter who's out of the West. They're the team that can win it, Jonathan. I mean, just the strength of Cleveland, the, the physicality they play with, I think it'd give both teams problems, don't you? I agree. I mean, when you have uh, the three-point shooting that they've had this postseason, uh, it's it's been phenomenal. J.R. Smith has played pretty well. And then you add to the fact that they're, they've been playing pretty well in, in pretty much every facet of the game. I mean, you saw Toronto trying to rough them up inside uh, with Andre Drummond, and they were able to come back and, and take those games out. Uh, you saw against Atlanta, Atlanta tried to beat them on the outside, and they were able to handle that. So defensively, they're playing extremely well right now. Uh, I, I'm really impressed with what Cleveland's doing. How do you stop them? I mean, they they took West Coast basketball to the East Coast when it came playoff time. They, I think LeBron understands, and people say, well, he's been there and he's lost. Well, being there and losing has really taught LeBron James what it's going to take, and, he, and he's able to to teach these other players what it's going to take to win a championship. Is it okay to win the East and represent the East in the finals and get pimp slapped all the way out of the gym, or do you really want to win the East and compete for a chance at a championship? Well, they finally did it. They're healthy. And with this combination they have, I mean, LeBron James to me is still the best. I think Westbrook's right up there too. People think Curry's the best player in basketball. They're crazy. I'm sorry, but I know Dustin Porterfield is drooling at the mouth every time you, you say Curry, he's like on the floor with drooling. But tonight's game, game two, in Golden State, everybody knows, everybody thinks that Golden State's going to win this game, Jonathan. And here we are, the 0-1 hole. That's the first time, I think it's the first time Golden State lost a home in about two years, right? Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's really amazing from well, that now standpoint. Boston beat them. Boston, Boston oh, right. beat them in the regular season, but I'm talking about like in the playoffs and, and things. I mean, you think about it, that's like the second time they've lost in so long that game one was so much meaning. Oklahoma City came in and did it. Well, every better, you think about it, you know, we gamble. We, we, we know how to bet. We know what people think. 99% of the people tonight, Jonathan, are betting money line Golden State. They may not they may not cover the eight and a half they're thinking in their mind, but they're going to lay the five to one odds that Golden State's going to win the game and they're going to lose everything they got. Just think about it. $100 better loses 500 at night. $1,000 better, 5000 This is a night where Vegas can, can really get rich. And what happens if, and nobody's talking about it, what if OKC's Steals game two as well, Jonathan, and Golden State goes to game three in Oklahoma City with an 0-2 deficit. Well, I mean, if OKC can can go ahead and win tonight's game, I hate to say it, but if you're a Golden State fan, this series might be over. Uh, you know, and right now Oklahoma City is playing at such a high level. 
you know, the team, the teams with the two best records in basketball, the two best home records in basketball, combined for, I believe, with two home losses all year. And Oklahoma City's taking three straight in those buildings. So I think, honestly, looking at it, if Oklahoma City wins this, is over. I really do. You know, Golden State has a great opportunity tonight to win tonight's game and level this and try and at least get a split, maybe take two at OKC if they can get the momentum. But, you know, there, there's no way I believe they can survive if they're down 2-0. They've never been down 2-0, this, this nucleus here. And they never have been down 1-0 when they've had home court. And that's a huge thing for them. How do they play being down 1-0? No matter what happens tonight, OKC has home court. But you made a great point. They've beaten San Antonio twice in a row in their play. I mean, nobody that did that all year except Golden State beat them one time, and that's when they benched Duncan and um, I think Leonard didn't even play. But San Antonio was undefeated at home, in my opinion. And they go in and take two. They go in game one at Golden State and win. I mean, how much confidence right now does Westbrook and Durant these guys have? Adams and Abaka, all these guys, honestly, they have to be thinking. They have to be smelling blood right now. And Curry didn't look like himself. He's missing shots. I think Golden State's going to press too much tonight, Jonathan. <laughs> if they press too much, Oklahoma City with no pressure could run them out of the gym. I'm telling you, there's no pressure at, on OKC tonight, zero. They did what they wanted to do. They won one out of two. That's what you want to do, right? You want to split, and you want to get home court back. They've got it. Now all the pressure is on Golden State. How does Golden State play with this kind of pressure? All year they coasted by regular season. Even in the playoffs, they haven't played anybody but an animal. They have two, five, two top five players in the NBA on their team. Now you have to do it in a seven-game series. I think Golden State's in trouble. Now, this is the same Golden State team that swept Oklahoma State in the regular season. So, I think they can beat this team, uh, including that amazing comeback that was cast off by Curry's, what, game-winning 35-footer? You know, so I, I, there, there, there's a chance here that Golden State can just come in and blow the doors off of them. And, you know, maybe Oklahoma City got hot, Golden State a little cold, whatever happened. You know, I mean, let's not even get into the question of officiating that we've been seeing this whole playoffs, you know, in, including that game. If Golden State can hit their threes early, they're going to blow them out the gym. I, I say it now. If Golden State comes out and, and Clay and Steph uh, have ten threes combined by halftime, this game is over. I, I really, I really think that Golden State's going to come out and they're going to jump on them early. Now with OKC, it's all about Stephen Adams in all reality. Westbrook got hot in the third quarter. Durant, you know, tastes himself. Stephen Adams has to have a very good game in that first half for them to keep in this in all reality. Because if he can keep getting the offensive boards and being the defensive presence he has been, he can really keep this game close. Make it even going to halftime of the lead. He has been huge. Watching him develop has been huge for this team. Well, I mean, they were in a huge deficit last game in the second half. So they were down, what, 16 or something during that game? And, I mean, yeah. those things started off hot, and then they came back. You, just, you have to keep Westbrook being able to – to kind of be that general on the court. And, and what do you think about Billy Donovan, the coach of OKC, coming from Florida? Nobody's talking about the job he's done with this team. What, what has he been able to do that other coaches haven't been able to do in your mind? What, what's the secret ingredient, you think? 
I don't think there really is one. Uh, I, I think it's come along more along with he's done a very good job of helping Adams grow and develop as a player. Um, and he's figured out that you have to keep at least one of Westbrook and Durant on the floor at all times. You know, and that was something he didn't, th- you know, he hadn't figured out at the beginning of the year. And that was a problem with Billy Donovan and, and why they were struggling at times is because he was sitting both sides at the same time. He did figure out, look, I got to make sure at least one of them's out there at a time so they can, you know, the scoring can continue. Uh, you know, he's done a good job with Deion Waiters this year, helping him through what was a really tough part uh, of his career those first couple months of the season where he just looked lost. Uh, you know, with Ibaka, having him accept his role. You know, there have been things that Billy's done really well, but at the same time, he's got two of the five best players in the NBA. You know, I would hope he's in this situation. I mean, other coaches have failed miserably. You know, here he comes, a guy that knows what it's like to win. He's won at Florida, won two championships, consistently has his team in the Elite Eight every year. Uh, I just think these players respect him, and I think he – he kind of gives a calmness to Russell Westbrook that I haven't seen before. That's the difference I've seen, the calmness. He's always, and not arrogance, but a confidence that this guy, okay, you can make a mistake, Russell, it's okay. It's okay for you to be you. Just keep being you. Keep playing the way you do. Good things are going to happen. And I think for some reason it's just a, a great chemistry match for these guys. Golden State is not as good as people think. And that, that's the truth. They're going to lose the OKC or they're going to lose the Cleveland, one of the two. They're not going to win a championship this year. Uh, they can hit all the threes they want. I just think at the end of the day, Oklahoma City is going to have to match. But I think, it, you know, it's four quarters, four periods, excuse me, not quarters. But, it's, you know, towards the end of the game, I think getting beat up a little bit, having to deal with Westbrook for three periods and that fourth, I think people are tired. Just think about the, the drain Golden State had on them trying to get the record, all the pressure with that, Curry being out, being injured. He's not 100%. You can tell watching him play, he's not hitting his shot. So I think the confidence is lost from Golden State, Jonathan. I think they've lost a little bit of their confidence. And I think OKC, like you said, winning two in a row in San Antonio like that, being able to, what was it, one nothing. It was one to one. And then it was, what did they win, three in a row? It was two to one and then, Oklahoma City won three in a row, right? Right. I mean, that's think about that. I mean, that's I mean, San Antonio wasn't as great as I thought either. They're a little older. That that showed on the court. But who are you going to put on Durant to stop him? If he's on? Who are you going to put on Westbrook? That's just nobody has an answer for that except Cleveland. I think Cleveland may have an answer. Well. If you're Golden State, you got to get Iguodala out there to guard Durant. Iguodala is still very good defensively, so you have to get him out there uh, up against uh, Durant. Yeah, he'll help pass through him. He can help slow him down. With Westbrook, you just can't let him get get inside, get into the lane. I mean, preferably make him shoot jumpers, make him shoot threes. Uh, you know, he has statistically won over his three point shooters, and not just the game, but in the history of the NBA, believe it or not. So I think with Russell, you got to make sure he takes a lot of jump shots. With Durant, you got to get Iguodala on him. Iguodala pressure him, keep him outside. And then with Adams, you got to get Bogut out there. You know, you need, you need Bogut 
uh, and, and I don't think that team realized it more than anything in game one. You need Bogut to combat with Adams. Draymond just can't do it. You know, you need to find a way Bogut's to open up Draymond been. Green. Bogut's a has-been. He's a nobody. Well, yeah, but his his size can create a difference when it comes to, I mean, what, Draymond's, what, 6'7"? Steven's 7'0". So, you know, I mean, you, you need you need everything you can get. Bogut can kind of just muscle around out there. You know, I mean, you can even put Clay Thompson, in all honesty, on Durant. Clay is an underrated defensive player. I think he's very good. Um, you know, I, I, there's just – Golden State's got to figure something yeah, out. But, yeah, but what, what, does, what does it high. take away from his offensive game? What does that take away from his offensive game, you think, having a matchup with Durant? Uh, it would take away a lot. I mean, that's why teams didn't want LeBron uh, playing, you know, didn't want, didn't want him playing defense all the time. And it's because uh, if he does that, he's got to expend that energy. Where, where else is he going to have a reserve to, to play some ball? So, that, I mean, that's always that's a catch-22 with the whole situation. Same thing with a guy like Kawhi Leonard. You know, Kawhi Leonard, uh, as great a player he was, offensively he couldn't put his all into it because he had to play so much defense. Uh, and for the most part, lockdown defense. So I, I think, uh, you know, looking at it, Golden State's got to try and figure out these matchups uh, the best they can. I mean, yeah. Steph, Steph doesn't play defense. Russell is – Steph and Russell are opportunistic defenders. They get steals because they're opportunistic. They're not great shutdown defenders. So with Steph, you can put them on okay. Russell, but it's going to be a scoring match. You're going to have to match each other basket for basket. How genius was it putting Durant on Curry? And, you know, Durant can't hold his jock when it comes to trying to guard him, but what he can do is have that long wingspan up in the air when he's shooting those threes, right? I mean, just kind of make him see something different. Mm-hmm. Durant's huge. He's a big target. And when he's got his hands up, it's just – I think Curry's going to have to adjust to that. I, I mean, I thought Durant, when he took him off the dribble, it was like me taking a three-year-old off the dribble almost. Um but it's just the shooting of Curry. Curry's a, a shooter. That's what he is. That's what he does. And having a – how big is Durant? 6'10", 6'11", something like that? I believe he's 6'11". Yeah, I mean, just – I mean, he's not – Curry's not used to having seven-footers guarding him. I mean, it's just, it's just not used to happening. And I, mm-hmm. I just think tonight, if you're – if I'm Vegas, I'm trying to be a contrarian here like I always am. Tonight, tonight you load up and get rich if you're Vegas because all these people, all the Golden State fans that popped up, they're wanting to make some easy money, Jonathan, and bet the money line the other night and they lost their butt. They're trying to gain some of it back. So if Golden State loses two games in a row at home, which the odds of that happening were like one in a million, the people are going to be out of a lot of money. I mean, if you're Vegas, aren't you hoping that the Golden State loses the night? And can't you see people betting that way? Can't you see people? I know Golden State's going to win one of them at least. I'm betting the money line. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely see that uh, with people who, you know, like you said, you, you've seen the action coming in. You know, and people are betting on Golden State money line because that spread obviously is a Pretty daunting, um, but I mean, this situation where Vegas can really clean up. I think we all know who Vegas will be rooting for. Yeah, that's a lot of points. But it's, it's, and the eight and a half points is really not much if you think about it in a Western Conference game. Because I mean, Golden State can put up ten points in a minute. I mean, that's, that's I mean, that's 
to me, it's not like football where if you're an eight-and-a-half-point underdog, that's a big deal. But in basketball, Jonathan, it's not, especially like this. I just don't think this is a big deal, the point spread, because if, if Golden State wins, they cover. I'll put it that way. If Golden State wins tonight, they cover the eight-and-a-half. But I have a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky feeling that, that Durant's going off tonight. I mean, in their mind, this is a must-win game for OKC. And you think Golden State's thinking that, not OKC, but OKC's thinking it. I agree. I, I think both teams are going to go out this way. It's a must-win. I think you're going to get a great game that's going to wind up going down to the wires. But who are you taking, eight and a half, or are you giving eight and a half? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, if, if I had I to go check right. this, I'm. State. I know you're going Golden State. Don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah, I mean, if I got to gut check this, eight and a half scares the bejesus out of me. But if, I, if I'm if i going to gut check it, I'm going to take Golden State. I, I think they jump on them tonight. OKC okay, will sit back and go, all right, we'll get you game three. Don't worry about it. All right, I'm going to take the eight and a half, and I'm going to, I'm going to take the money line as well with OKC. Um, or I could take minus eight and a half and take OKC money line. Boom! Or, or Jonathan, or I can buy two points either way, and I can take minus six and a half and plus ten and a half. I've got so many options here, it's just crazy. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Maybe I'll think about it before the game starts. What is it started? About midnight? Is that what time we start tonight? <laughs> nah, I'm an old man. Old men can't stay up. Old men that go to the gym at 5 in the morning can't stay up and watch these West Coast, all of them. Man, I'm over here, like, falling asleep, falling off the bed, getting back up, trying to put my glasses on to see the score. Uh, man, it's just killing me these late games. Yeah, I mean, it's a 9 o'clock start. You'll be able to make it to halftime. All right. And a, and a political update real quick, Jonathan. Donald Trump now leads Hillary Clinton by three points in the in the, in the the new poll that came out. Thoughts? What, what is going on in political America, guys? I know this is a sports show, but everybody listening, I'm sure you, you've been hearing about the Trumpster and the dumpster Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. If you can't beat an 80-year-old man that can't barely stand up, he has to be holding on the podium, Jonathan. How, how's she going to beat Donald Trump in November? <laughs> I don't know. From what I keep hearing, there's some uh, some trials with the voting process as is a little bit of rigging towards Hillary's favor. I know last night in one of the counties, and I believe it was Kentucky, she all of a sudden gained 11,000 votes and Bernie gained none. You know, so a lot of people are questioning what's going on with the voting process. Well, here's what's happening. It's, you, have people that you, you have people that are mailing in votes. And you have people that are showing up. The same people that mailed in their votes are showing up to vote. So Hillary's getting double votes right now, and and this is what's outraging America right now. Bernie Sanders, you know, it wasn't Donald Trump's violence. I mean, you know, they talk about that at his rallies. But he's a he's a piece of crap too. Trust me, all of them are. But the only difference is, you know, you've seen Hillary for 16 years, really, or more. And you see in this country, and then all of a sudden you see Bernie Sanders getting cheated. Now his people are turning violent. People are not violent or doing this because they're just violent people. They're sick and tired of being lied to, cheated, 
that's why you'll see Donald Trump as the next president. I'm telling you, they're going to send a message. Donald Trump ran at the right time, and I've been saying that for a year, and you know this, Jonathan. He ran at the right time, and, and he's going to win because people are trying to send a message to this country and the leadership. You give us somebody worth something, and we're going to, we're going to revolt. And so, you know, hopefully the Republicans and Democrats will get together in the off season, the off four years, and find somebody that's capable of being president. But until then, we'll have to take what we get. So that's enough for politics. So I just want to throw that in there. It's the way in sports talk, way in politics, whatever you want to talk. But game, game two <laughs> prediction, Cleveland real quick. Game two coming up. Cleveland's about a 12-point favorite. I'm laying the 12 and running all night. Cleveland in a wrap. Yeah, I already laid the 12, so. You're a smart man. You're smarter than Quinn Thomas. He probably took no <laughs> game. <laughs> and we got some college softball coming up this weekend. I don't know if you like college softball, Jonathan, or not, but it's pretty fun to watch. Uh, well, I pay attention, uh, especially to uh, the Lady Knowles. Uh, they're having another great season. Uh, they're actually hosting um, in, in the opening round. It's actually, from the sounds of it, they'll actually be a home team pretty much all the way throughout. So it, it'll be fun to see if they can uh, bring another national title to the Florida State Mantle. Well, well we're going to go into some college football, what we do best. But uh, breaking news, the running back with a Memphis tattoo is now transferring to Memphis. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you don't get a tattoo at the school before you actually graduate. What do you think? Uh, that's probably a smart idea. Yeah, we'll throw that out there. But uh, some big news that, you know, I haven't heard Bama fans really, you know, they, they, they're just hiding right now or something. They, but when anybody else gets arrested this way, they're all out. Steve Saban don't put up with that full follow Saban. They don't they don't get in trouble. Well, Cam Robinson, the best offensive lineman in the country, an All-American left tackle at Alabama, was arrested for possession and weapons charges. And the possession, you know, the, the weed, who cares, right? I mean, everybody has some weed on them probably in college football. But what, what's troubling is why is this Cam Robinson in Louisiana with a stolen weapon? You tell me that. You know, that's a really good that's a really good question, and from what I've gathered from this, and take my amateurism for what it is, but when you get nabbed with possession of a stolen firearm, you, and you also get nabbed with possession, usually that leads me to believe that you was dealing. Um, now, not going to make an accusation, you're saying, you know, two plus two equals four. Uh, go, going off of that, what are you doing? I mean, really, you're 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 a consensus top five pick in next year's draft, foreign health. You're a face of a of, a, of an institution at, at a, such a high a high level institution as is. I mean, what are you doing? And my my bigger issue with this whole thing right now is Florida State. You know, I hate doing this, but as a Florida State fan, I, I caught wind of this. So Mario Pender gets in trouble gets nailed with a felony, gets kicked off the team the same day he's arrested. Cam Robinson gets hit with a felony and is still on the team while the team gathers facts. Not for nothing, but how come 
when a Florida State kid gets hit with a felony and gets kicked off the team, the university still gets bashed, and the media comes out and says, we need to gain control of our program. Alabama has another kid arrested for a felony. And they say you can't blame everything on Saban, and let's wait for the process. What What <laughs> is going on? You and I both know, if it had been an Auburn kid, everybody would have seen him kicked out, and he would have been kicked out. If it had been a Georgia kid, kicked out. If it had been somebody for for Texas, kicked out. Why is it okay in Alabama for them to just sit there? Why is it okay for them to sit on their hands and not do nothing? I, I don't, I don't get that. Why did they get a pass? People People are afraid to make Nick Saban mad because they're afraid a five foot five man may get in power or something. I don't know. Uh, it, it just blows my mind. I mean, what Cam Robinson did was extremely stupid. Uh, and it's more getting a caught makes you dumber. I mean, come on. You got caught because you, you were doing something else that was stupid. They just didn't pull you over for grins. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, th- this whole I'll situation is just, ugh. Well, this is the same coach that his first year in Alabama suspended the guy for a game, and in the second half against Louisiana Monroe when he was losing, he lifted the suspension, put him in, they lost anyway. But I don't care what anybody says. Saban is about saving. Saban is about winning at all costs. And he, he doesn't, you know, if, if Sam Robinson losing him and Ryan Kelly, remember Ryan Kelly, the center for Alabama, four-year starter, is gone to the NFL. Now, if you lose Cameron Robinson, Jonathan, what does this do to this Alabama team replacing their quarterback, their running back, their center, now their left tackle? I mean, could we say maybe third or fourth in the West? Could it be that drastic? You don't mess with an offensive line like that. When you do, bad things happen, and it's not like they have Cam Newton or somebody to to lean on. They don't have if you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter if you do have Cam Newton, Jonathan, it's still you can't win. And this losing those two guys is gonna sink this program right here for a year. There's nothing they can do about it. That's why Saban's not gonna suspend the kid. I'm telling you, he if he misses a game it'll be against it'll be against Idaho or, or someone like that. It won't be the first one against Southern Cal. You you mark my words on that. Unfortunately, I agree with you. I think you're spot on with everything you just said about, uh, you know, his, his suspension or lack thereof. And you're right. I mean, you, you just lost Ryan Kelly, four-year starter at center. Center's a very important position. Now you're looking at losing your last tackle. I mean, I, you know, and with the team that already doesn't have a quarterback established, this puts whoever's taking snaps next year behind the eight ball. So I think, um, you know, if they do lose Cam, that this could be a team that went from a presumptive favorite to win the SEC again to somebody who struggles to, you know, win the SEC West and what is supposed to be a quote-unquote down year in the SEC West. So I, I think that this situation obviously needs to still be closely monitored, see what's going on. And let's not kid ourselves, Alabama is extremely talented. For all we know, his backup is just as good as him. But we're, we're going to have to wait and find out on this one. Uh, and I, just, I just don't no, understand why we have you, to wait to find out. Look, Jonathan, Jonathan, there's not, there's not somebody backing up Cam Robinson that's, uh, that's good, as good as him. There's not a chance. That's a left tackle. That's an all-American left tackle uh, with three years here under his belt coming up. I mean, playing in the SEC. Last year he was hurt all year. 
and he played and still made a great difference. You don't have anybody to back him up. Quit lying. Quit lying to people on Block Talk Radio, William Sports Talk. You want to call in 646-716-5564. What do you think out there the punishment should be for Cam Robinson? Now, if there was some weed on him, Jonathan, look, Auburn had four guys with enough weed just for themselves. They got arrested over this, over this last month or so. They're going to get suspended. They're going to get suspended for a game or a half or something. The same like Nick Marshall got when, when he got in trouble. But, again, he's the quarterback, so he's held a higher standard. Cam Robinson's the leader of that team. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But here's the deal. It's in Louisiana. What if that judge is an LSU fan and hates Satan? You ever thought of that? Ooh. Ooh. I didn't even think about that. You know, that's – that's a good. That's a, that's a good thing to broach. I mean, that there is a possibility of that, and if that's the case, I mean, it's a felony. There, so, you know, mo- most felonies don't come with probation. Okay, let let's be honest <laughs> for a minute. You know, I mean, he could be looked if he's convicted. A, he loses his right to vote in this country. Uh, which I mean, I, I, don't even get me started on on guys having the opportunity to make millions of you know, to vote, but. Um, Oof! I mean, he's got to be looking at jail time. I haven't dug into all the legality of it and exactly what the punishment would entail if convicted. But I got to imagine, with doing a felony crime, he's looking at jail time with conviction. And, and especially if you're in Louisiana, you get an LSU judge, let's say, eh, son, you in a whole heap of mess. You better find yourself a nice little plea deal. You know they're mad because he left. Yeah, that's his hometown. He left. He didn't go to LSU. He went to Alabama, and now he's he's in this mess. I'm telling you, watch. It. Tell me, politics won't play a part of this right here. Nick Saban has no power. If this was in in Tuscaloosa, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's dropped. It'll get dropped and swept under the rug. The police would have never better called Nick Saban and let him deal with him. They would have never let the media get their hands on this. But now that it happened in Louisiana, out of Nick Saban's control, a place that he left. A place that people hate him now because they're beating him every year. And <laughs> I'm Les Miles. I'm calling the judge, and they judge. You know, I'm trying to win a national championship this year. This could really help us. You know, if you could do us a favor here, and I think LSU would jump up to being the favorite in the West if this happens. They may be already, but you know, it may get my Auburn Tigers a fighting chance. You know, in that Iron Bowl, you never know. But Cam Robinson, I mean, do I want him to, to get suspended? Probably not. I mean, because I don't want to hear Bama fans complaining that that's the reason they suck this year because Cam Cam Robinson was um, treated unfairly and blah, 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 blah. But this is a felony. I mean, so who stole the gun, do you think? you think he stole it? Does that matter? Or if he claims it's not his, I mean, it's under his feet. So... It's in his car. It is his, right? Yeah, I mean, that that falls the whole possession's nonsense of the law. Uh, here's the thing. Unless somebody fesses up to it, then, you know, he's going to face the full brunt of this. And what are, what are the odds of somebody uh, snitching for him, taking taking the crime for him without there being some Even sort of demon involved? Yeah, I'm, that's, that's going probably going after the streets money. right now. Saban's going to the streets right now. It's on bomb and saying, look, I'm going to give you a 10 grand right now to change your life. And he'll just say that you put that gun in his car right here. He'll come on TV with me. He'll have a bag or uh, some wine, and he'll, he'll give him a wine over to come out there and say something. And Cam Robinson will be 
clear and free of all charges. You want? Yeah, I mean, here, here, here's the thing. Regardless, um, I'm interested to see what happens to uh, the cornerback who was in the car with him, Hootie. Um, because oh uh, yeah, he's gonna be gone. I mean, I got he's like a third stringer. I gotta imagine he he's gone. You know, so and if he's gone, then Cam ain't. We got problems. Hootie ain't gonna fess up to that. Because who knows he's gone? He goes, no, matter, no matter what happens here, Alabama's going to pick him up. He's going to be in some juco next year. So I, I don't see, unless, you know, we're, we're talking there, you know, family as family can be, I, I some I seriously doubt that there is a chance that you know, anybody really takes the rap here because of what the punishment can be. You know, it, it's just, it's a very strange, stupid situation that, that we're having to talk about this at this time, and, and I'm kind of surprised it's not a, a bulldog because usually only Georgia or Florida State players really get this kind of media attention when it comes to crimes. So uh, just caught off guard by the whole situation when it happened. But it's just like, you know, you, 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 you sit here as an Alabama fan and you judge everybody else and you – you call for the act, so it happens. But when it's your player, you defend them, or you don't say anything at all, and, and then after it's over with, and Saban screws them, it's like Steve Saban gives them a second chance. How'd that second chance work out with that kid from Georgia that beat up women? How'd that work out? He came and did it again. I mean, this guy's just uh, Saban's all about second chances when it benefits Saban, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. I mean, that, that is. He's all, he's all about second chances when it's a. Uh, chance to help him win another national championship, but I'm telling you guys, this guy has to be suspended if not kicked out of school or something like this because are they going to get that done and go look at it and see what crimes it's been traced back to? Maybe. Oh, of course. I mean, that's usually the first thing you do when when you arrest somebody with a handgun. You check it back to see if it is linked to any crimes, and if it is, oh boy. You know, I talked to somebody and it's close to players and and everything. You know, it's like, you know, you think, we, we sit here and we judge these kids and they're kids. And we sit here and we're hard on them. But in, in reality, they are kids, but they don't see what we see. I mean, they don't see, I'm 39, they don't see what, what the future holds. All they live for is the next five minutes, not the next five years. And Cam Robinson, a good example of this, He's, he's, all he's got to do is stay healthy. He punches his ticket. He's a top five draft pick, probably number one or two. He's, you know, one of the best left tackles. You don't find those very often. If you do, you grab him. But he can't see that, Jonathan. He doesn't He doesn't understand. He didn't look at uh, Tunsil and watch him just plummet after, after just a picture comes out or a video or a picture comes out with a mask. That's what it can do to you. Luckily for him, he's got a year to uh, – not be fresh on the minds of these people, but I think sometimes we're too hard on these kids, but you should know better than to, and that's why I am with drugs and things like that, drinking, kids are going to be kids, but when you're when you're riding around as a gangster with a stolen gun, I've got a big problem with it. I don't really, I don't really have that much pity on you if you're carrying the gun. Do you? Well, I mean, you, I mean, you got to think about it. I'm, I'm 22, so... You know, I'm, I'm right in that age bracket of them. And, and do I think I'm too hard on some of these guys when they get in trouble? No. I mean, I'm talking about my generation at its finest, and I, I go after kids my age all the time. You know, and 
kids in that situation just don't realize the uh, opportunity that's been gifted to them that not all of us get. I mean, that that's my biggest problem, and that's why I, I really go after some of these kids who do stupid things, get caught doing dumb things, because they got a chance that not a lot of people in their age bracket is going to get. You know, not a lot of us get that opportunity to go to a Division One school and have everything paid for and have a chance to make millions playing a game uh, on Sunday. You know, a lot of us have to look forward to, I don't know, a real job. So, you know, that, that I, I, know, I, I don't think. I have to work two years. I have to work two years to make a million dollars. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, thanks, Brian. You make work. me feel a lot better about myself. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to work for a long time to, I mean, I'd, I'd have to work till how old was Abraham in the Bible? How, how long did he live? Like 700 <laughs> years? I think I, it was 976. I would need to work 900 more years making what I'm making to get to that level. And this guy over here, all he's good at is being able to stand up and block somebody because he's 7 feet, 850 pounds. I mean, it's not like he's a talented person. I mean, all he can do is block to keep people from a quarterback. But I don't know. I mean, do you think they'll drop it or reduce the charges? I don't think you can reduce that charge. I don't think it can be reduced. Well, if, if there is some sort of plea deal, you can get things reduced to a couple misdemeanors, community service, probation, let's move on with our lives. Um, you know, I, I've seen it happen before. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what his attorney, or in all reality, the University of Alabama football team's attorney, uh, tries to get done. Um, now, do I do I think that if the state thinks they have him dead to rights, I don't know after the Will Smith incident, uh, that they're actually going to let somebody slide on something like this. Uh, because one of the problems with the guy who has been charged with the murder of Will Smith is that he was looking at a five-year sentence and he got suspended for essentially kind of the same things that um, that Cam got arrested for, you know, illegal possession of a firearm and possession of uh, paraphernalia. Um, and that man got a five-year suspended and then he killed somebody. So I think just because of the recency bias, Louisiana might not be as quick to uh, try and get these reduced or give him a suspended sentence or anything of that nature. Well, here's a full song that goes out to Cam Robinson and Nick Saban right now. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Of the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Do you know that song, Jonathan? <laughs> I've heard it plenty of times, but I, I can't remember the name for the life of me, but I know that song. Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> yeah, that's my, one of my favorite shows, man. I don't want you to pull a pin on me over here and not know who Chuck Norris is. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know who Chuck is, and I've seen my fair share of Walker, Texas Grant. They were reruns, but I've seen my fair share. It's just okay, that I don't, well, know, so right. I don't know everything by all the songs by name. Quinn's Claire, in the studio. Quinn, if you want to pop in, press number one, and I'll get you right in. 646 716. Five five six four. Would love to have you on tonight, and this is a last minute 
show. Thanks, Sonny, for the intro. And I just sent Sonny a message that it sounded a little choppy, but I think it was it could have been our phone or connection. But we're going to tweet some things, and we're going to we're going to include your name, Jonathan, in it. What do you like to be called, Jonathan? Does that sound good? Or? Uh yeah, that's that's fine. As long as I'm not getting cussed at, I tend to be pretty happy. Well, you could be. That's going to happen. It's almost college football season. You will be getting cussed. <laughs> so uh, that's a, that's a that's a given right there. That's a given. Last night the the uh, lottery NBA lottery, the Lakers got lucky and got that number two because instead of falling to, to below three, Jonathan that gave given that pick to Philadelphia, right? Uh, yeah. Ooh, God, could you imagine? I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. I talked to Sonny about that earlier. How are they going to turn this team around? I mean, this is a team that that has been. I mean, this is a Colin Coward today. I was listening to him, and he was talking about giving the number of years per playoff team right now players in the league. You know, for like eight, seven, six, six, five. You know, that's what you normally see. Cleveland, Golden State, people like that. You hear the Lakers, it's like one, 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 zero, one, two, two, one. I mean, how are the Lakers going? To, how are they going to turn this around? I just, I just don't understand it. I mean, how are they going to turn well, it around, and how long is it going to take them? They need to, they need to trade away that pick, try to get some kind of stars. I don't know what they need to do, but there's nobody in that draft really besides Simmons, and I don't even touch. Well, I, I honestly, you know, they're they're either going to get Ben Simmons or Brandon Ingram. I'd stay at that pick. You can get one of the top two players uh, in college basketball last year. And, and I thought Brandon Ingram was pretty daggum good, and I think he fits in perfectly for them because they already have a point man in D'Angelo, and you have Jordan Clarkson, it's a really good number six. Uh, you're going to have Ingram, who's going to play the three. You have Julius Randle at the four. Um, you know, and there's of course a conversation of who can they sign a free agency with all the money they're going to have. And let's face it, they're still the Lakers; they'll still be able to draw a big name free agent if they won't. So I think the Lakers can right this ship. I think they stay there, take whoever falls, and whether it's Ben, whether it's uh, Brandon, and you just roll with it. I, I think that you know they, they can build. You know, you're doing a young build here with pretty darn good talent. And that's the best thing the Lakers can do right now. Don't don't keep chasing all these older veterans. Go ahead and try and build a young nucleus that's going to hang around for ten years. You know, I mean, it's just it amazes me though that Philly got the number one pick again. I mean, and your biggest yeah, loser in all this it, was Boston. Yeah, Boston needs a they need a shooting guard and they they need it quick. But if you're, I mean, let's let's talk some common sense here. Let's. Let's talk common sense. If you're the Lakers, you're looking at it, you're like, okay, OKC, they're young. I mean, they're going to be good for the next five years at least. Golden State, same thing. They're going to have to pay Curry a lot of money eventually, and they're going to have to get rid of somebody. But realistically, no matter who you get, Jonathan, you're not competing with OKC or Golden State for the next three to five years. Am I, am I speaking the truth, honestly? Uh, well, okay, he's in a funny situation where Durant can be a free agent after this year and Westbrook and Ibaka are after next year. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a chance they're staying, there's a chance they're leaving. I'd say it's a 50% chance that he does either thing. But if you get if Brandon Ingram and Daniel Russell and Julius Randle 
all mature like they're supposed to in the next three years, who'd say the Lakers ain't competing in five? You know, I mean, it, it, it would probably uh, behoove the Lakers to maybe tank next year, if you will, or with the, you know, like I said, with the salary cap shooting up and everything, I mean, they can go ahead and sign some names. You know, Westbrook and, and Durant are the only two freeze are going to be out there. There's going to be other freeze out there for the Lakers to sign. And trust me, they're going to sign somebody. Yeah, I mean, you need a veteran with this group. You need somebody to help bring them along to mature them quicker. Maybe you go out and, and you get somebody, you know, you know that it's not going to take over the NBA, but they're going to get these kids a couple years matured faster. Who do you go after? I would love Big Dog to be here right now. So, yeah. well, you may, you may and, call and Big I'm, Dog and see what he thinks. <laughs> I mean, if he chooses yeah. to decide he wants to weigh in, let the man weigh in, he would probably know better than uh, any of us. That's why I'm, I'm going to call him and see, you know, what he says because he's a Laker. He's a realist, but he is a homer too. So let's let's be careful. He may say championship this year. Who knows what Big Dog's going to say? But let's. Let's try to give him a call and see what he has to say. Big dog, we're coming for you. You can't run. We will find you. He's looking down like, who's just calling me? (laughs) Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice. Okay, I can't let him play his number back, but he doesn't. But I, I'm just thinking the Lakers. That's why I said three to five because, you know, I think the third year maybe. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see. But, I mean, if you're, if you're Durant, you're looking at it right quick. We're not going to stay much longer. But if you're looking at it, if you're Durant, you're at OKC, you're right. Because even though you elect to stay right now, what wants to say you stay and show your loyalty and then the other guys hit the road the year after. Now you're stuck in OKC and nobody wants to go to OKC, right? Honestly, let's be truthful. Without without the both of those guys, nobody wants to be there. So if Westbrook decides to leave, what happens to OKC? Well, I mean, if Russell, if Russell leaves, they're in a precarious situation. Now, you know, Russell's from L.A., so it's not really outlandish to think he'd want to go back there. So in three years, James Harden and DeMarcus Cousins are both going to be free agents on, on the right side of 30. So, I mean, those are guys that, you know, 2000, summer of 2018 we could be looking at as, as future Lakers. So I, I think, that I, I th- you know, I think there's a chance here. Maybe the Lakers trying to swing a deal and go grab somebody like a Jimmy Butler uh, from the Bulls. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a, they have many options they can go. Kobe retiring was big for this team from the standpoint of it frees up a roster spot and it frees up cap space, and they needed both. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I love the Lakers watching them play, but that was the Lakers back when they were good, not, you know, with Kobe. Now losing Kobe. Now, where's your super? Who are you going to lure to L.A. with, with this? 15-year-old coach you have here, Luke Walton. Who are you going to lure? Nobody's coming that way. Well, I mean, it's not like Cleveland has a coach much older than Tyron Lue. Yeah, but he was just pretty – I mean, that's like driving a Ferrari that that has its own navigation system that drives for you and just sit here and ride. Just don't 
Just don't press this button or it'll wrench. So as long as he keeps his finger off the button, Cleveland's fine. But last time I checked, the Lakers don't have LeBron James, Kevin Love, Irving, all those guys either. Well, and I mean, another young coach out there who's done pretty daggone well is uh, Brad Stevens with Boston. He doesn't really have a star. So I, I think that's something to keep an eye on. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I think young coaches, I, you know, if they're good, they'll be able to draw talent, you know. And I know Boston's in a situation where they could bring in a bigger name because Brad Stevens has proven himself to the NBA uh, that he's a, he's a very good coach. So I, I think – I think Walton obviously needs his chance uh, by himself to shine because, you know, there's all, there was that whole thing with, well, how how much is really him because Golden State was kind of a well-oiled machine when he was coaching, but, you know, there's no doubt he factored into it at some point. Well, well you know, we couldn't leave tonight's show without talking about, number one, the Braves firing their coach. Yeah, it's his fault you suck. Yeah, it's, it's his fault you gave away your entire team. Six four six seven one six five five six four. If we have any Braves fans out there that's blaming the coach for this, but in bigger news, Atlanta's up one to nothing. They're actually beating somebody on the road in the fifth inning. Right after the fifth inning, they're beating Pittsburgh one to nothing. But the fight that the punch that that shocked the world, Jonathan. I know uh, you and I agree uh, or disagree kind of on this. I mean, we both played baseball. We were in different generations. You think the guy should have got a one-game suspension? I said 20. I was joking, by the way. You know that. I was, I was thinking more about five-day games. But really, I mean, you're still mad at a guy from October. They hit a home run on you. He flipped his bat. You're carrying a grudge. You throw at him, and you hit him. And, and yeah, and you tell me baseball players aren't the biggest wussies in the world, man. I mean, come on. My feelings are hurt. I'm going to throw at you. I mean, come on, Jonathan. I mean, I... I understand fights, they're okay, but this is unnecessary. If you want to keep somebody, if you want to keep somebody from hitting a home run, don't let them hit it. That's the way I look at it. And the uh, piece that gets one game suspension, Odor is that his name? Odor. Yeah, Odor. Odor, whatever. Odor, eight game suspension. I think he got off light, honestly. Eight game suspension, I think light. Well, uh, so here's here's my little diatribe on this. I don't like Jose Bautista by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and it has nothing to do with bat flip. I loved his bat flip. I love that when he did that against Texas. I thought that was phenomenal. Um, I mean, just the, the pure emotion after he hit that home run and everything involved. Matt Bush, and don't get me started on how Matt Bush shouldn't be allowed to be making all this money on his fifth chance after serving you. He can't vote. He's a felon. He ain't allowed to get his driver's license instead of Florida for 10 years because he got three DUIs. He ran a man's head over. He ain't allowed to go throw baseball. Come on. Anyways, uh, you know, he thought Bautista. I thought that whole situation was funky. Um, you know, my, my whole thing is I don't know if Bush meant to hit him intentionally. Uh, just from the standpoint of, Last at bat in a series in a tight game, it it just seemed like a bad idea for him to do that. But needless to say, Jose did what Jose does, and he went in with a with a hard high, you know, a hard slide, a late slide, and on the institute of the rule, you yeah. slide to the bag. You don't slide to go past the bag and through the basement. And he didn't start his <laughs> slide to essentially on top of the base. And Odor took offense with it, just like I would have myself. 
let, let's not pretend here that Bautista got only got one game because he's the one who got hit. Because Bautista had his arm braced on Odor and was bringing his fist up. Odor just had the quicker hands. And what a punch. I mean, a great punch. He, Odor needs yeah. to call him Mayweather and ask him if he needs lessons. That was a phenomenal textbook here, punch. Got here's, great what rotation. I know. here's what I want to know. Why, after he pushes you, okay, it'd be different if, if Odor just punching. But he gave you warning. He pushed you like a little girl. And then... He punched you in the face, and your reaction time, you still couldn't get your hand. I mean, good Lord. I mean, you pushed me, first of all. I know you may want some, so I'm going to be ready, but I'm going to attack you. So the thing is, what, I mean, is he that slow, or is he just not a fighter? Because that was a great punch. We have Quinn on the line, and we'll see what Quinn thinks. He's probably a, he's probably an Odor, Odor fan. What are you doing, Quinn? How's it going, buddy? No, I'm Everything's going good, but I found it to be a punk move. I mean, if I Thank couldn't you. get to the guys then, I, I would get to them next game, and I would be sure to knock that guy out cold. Yeah, Adrian Belton's not going to be holding that... me. I'm going to sit there and let him hold me. It wasn't like Batista was putting up too much of a fight. He was like, hold me. He's like that guy like Jonathan, hold me, man, before I whip somebody. Just sit there in his arms and let him hold it. But, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the size of Batista, if he wanted to be away, Jonathan, he could have gotten away from Beltray, couldn't he? If, he? if he was angry and he wanted to fight, he could have gotten away from him. Well, I think that punch knocked Batista a little silly. I'm going to be, I mean, that was a hard, well-placed wallop. I think he got not the the helmet went flying, the glasses went flying. If the necklace hadn't been connected right, it would have been gone. I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't spitting teeth and needed a concussion protocol the next day. I mean, he took a hit. Uh, you know, and my, I'm, my, I'm, I'm, know, I'm waiting for Chris Tucker to pop up and say you just got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got dropped. Yeah, it, it was you know, and here's the thing though with Odor, people know Odor is a little out there when it comes. to This is the guy who in Double A, and if you follow my Twitter account, I, I retweeted the video that had been uh, re-released when he was in Double A. He decided to take offense with the short with the second baseman, just dropped him. Dropped another guy, dropped another. He wound up knocking down five guys on the team with one hitters. I mean, Odor's known not to take anybody's crap. That's part of his MO. You look at the scouting report. He doesn't like fastball. Don't throw him a fastball here. He'll chase the curveball. Don't take a fight with him because he will hit you. I mean, this is he's known <laughs> for fighting. This is his thing. Why, how, are, how is Bautista going to be bought? How are you going to be foggy enough to get in the ring with him? Jose, you don't want to fight. We know that. That's why you dirty slide. That's why you throw bats and talk trash. Every time there's a brawl, you're in the back. You're the guy in the back of the brawl who's jumping up and down chirping, saying, yeah, hit him. Yeah, do what he said. Yeah, he said hit him. He called you a pants. I mean, come on. Yeah, you ain't going to do nothing. Okay, he ain't gonna, and, okay. Oh, it was great. Quinn, Quinn. Yeah, it wasn't a dirty slide on it. He, he never made contact with him, but was it a dirty slide in your opinion? I think it was a little late, but I, don't, yeah. I think the guy wanted to fight. Yeah, it might have been a little late, but I, but I think that guy was finding any reason to fight him. Like, just because it's a dirty slide, it's not like 
he injured the guy or even remotely close got close to injuring the guy. So I just think he wanted a reason to punch Batista in the face, and that gave him a reason to punch him in the face. He does have a very punchable face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he was looking to fight. He was, I mean, he was looking at it. I mean, if, here's what should have happened. Batista should have charged him out. That's what should have happened, and he got it on that way if that's what you want to do. But, I mean, but, but Quinn, they're going back talking about this happened since October they because of the bat flip. I mean, really, you're, you're still thinking about that now we're in May? And you're thinking about a bat flip from October? I, I mean, don't know. Just, I think the bat gets... flip is kind of cool. I don't see anything wrong with the bat flip. I don't either. I don't either. It's like it'd be different if he's standing there for 30 seconds, Jonathan, waiting on him to, you know. I mean, okay, look, batters have the right to show you up. And here's what I don't like about the American League. This is what I don't like. The pitcher can throw at Batista, you know, that's it. He doesn't have to come to bat. Put a bat in that guy's hand, make him go up there and bring in a goon that throws about 98 and see if you want to bat, okay? That's what I hate about American League pitchers. Uh that's that's what yeah, but, what I hate. But Brian, grab a bat. Rarely in the National League, though, it, it does does a does a pitcher who plunks somebody get hit? I mean, we saw it with Pittsburgh uh, last year, where they lost McCutcheon for a good chunk um, to a broken rib because of a pitch he took to the ribs after his pitcher hit somebody. I mean, it's not about hitting the pitcher. That's not what these guys do. They wind up just hitting the star player of your team. So I, I I think you know it has I don't, I don't I don't look at it that way. Do I think that that's how it should be handled? If a pitcher's punk enough to throw up somebody, he should get thrown at. I agree with that, but that's not how it happens most of the time. Yeah, Gwen. Yeah, I agree with Jonathan. They just see they either throw at the star or they throw at the next guy that comes at bat the next inning. Yeah, uh, I I just think if you if you're gonna hit somebody, there needs to be repercussions. You need to be pitchers wouldn't throw at other pitchers if or other people if they had the bat. You don't see this crap in the National League as much as you do in the American League. All these pitchers are tough guys in the American League because they don't have to get up and take a hundred mile an hour or on the back or in the rib cage. And I just think you need to watch more Pittsburgh Cincinnati. Well, you need to watch more Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and you need to watch St. Louis, Cincinnati, because them two teams like to throw. You know, Cincinnati for some reason just likes to hit people, uh, and, and they'll hit whoever it is. That that happens in the National League. It just don't happen in at least because let's. I mean, you know, the whole thing with the Mets and the Dodgers. Remember, Chase Utley broke. Uh, who was it, Wilmer Forrest's leg in the playoffs last year, and Dodgers did not. <laughs> they, they were like, no, nah, we haven't put Chase out there. We know he's going to get hit. You know, so it happens. It really does. It's just in the American League, I think it gets more attention because it just gets uglier. In the National League, you're like, oh, who cares? This, this happened. Nothing really came of it. In the American League, you don't see punches thrown, and I think that's a big difference. You don't see some punches thrown. You know, I, I mean, you know, the Nolan Ryan, 
you know, we saw it with Michael Barrett and A.J. Pazinski. That was an interleague game. You know, as the Baltimore Orioles and the Seattle Mariners back at, back in the 90s. You know, and that, those are the brawls everybody remembers, and they're all they're all American League teams because actual punches were thrown in the situation. So I, I think that's just the difference. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't know. I'm, and I'm all about, you know, fighting and things like that, but for some reason that, that punch seems like a punk move to me. I mean, like, it was just weird. It was awkward the way it happened. It'd be different if he flipped him up in the air, hurt his leg or something, then they got into it. But that guy was looking to fight. He was the one on the team that, that everybody, he's like, well, I'd love to knock his teeth out or something. Well, we'll give you an opportunity, you know, and and, and, and that's what happened. But Batista is going to get, I mean, if I, I'm like Quinn, if, if I'm him, okay, everybody separates and everything. I'm going to come running across the field when you're least expecting it. I'm going to get on you. That's what should happen, but I don't know. Baseball players are not not the toughest guys out there, are they, Jonathan? They're not the meanest. <laughs> Look, all right, career, career baseball players are a bunch of pansies. They always have been. They yeah. all, Well, not always have been. I mean, when Ty Cobb and them used to play, those are some grown men. But it's just that's how it is nowadays. They're, they're a bunch of little kids. Yeah, they are. I mean, they they grown, they've grown, they raised uh, to think a certain way. Quinn, I mean, are you are you ever around baseball players that you know, think they're all that? Like Chipper Jones to me was one of the worst. Like the worst attitude. Like oh, he was God's gift. Um, he, are you around any of them? Any friends that play baseball? Yeah, I have friends that play baseball, but. I mean, they're not like that at all. They're, they don't think they're all that. I mean, I well, haven't been around don't many play pros. real baseball. I mean, it's Wisconsin. I'm, I'm, I'm play not talking about baseball. the softball league over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, mean, you know what I just realized? You know, if, if, if yeah. Hillary Clinton wins the presidency, Bill Clinton gets more interns. You realize that? Ooh, that's a good that's a good situation for Bill. No. Yeah, he, but who do you like? Who do you like, Quinn? Do you like do you like Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? Real quick, you're on the spot. I don't like any. I don't like either. Good answer. Good answer, Quinn. You, Quinn gained brownie points with me, Jonathan. He I'm likes proud me. Of you, that's a great answer. <laughs> Yeah. Proud of you, Quinn. Now go watch Tombstone. Go watch Tombstone. Quinn, have you seen Shawshank Redemption? No. What are we gonna do? What do you you think about Quinn? What do you think about Cam Robinson arrested with a felony weapons charge? Uh, That's crazy. Uh, I think Bama should kick him off. I I don't know. That's that's not. Uh. Wow. Uh, I don't think Bama's gonna kick him off. They can run that university, uh, not the not the president. I think he gets kicked off, but uh, I don't think he gets prison time. I think I think he'll go JUCO or something. Is what I think will happen. 
But uh, here's what's gonna happen: he's gonna get kicked off Alabama. He's gonna go JUCO. He's gonna come back and play his senior year at Auburn and win the Iron Bowl. I mean, if he gets a ch- second chance, good for him. I'm all for second chances. I've done really stupid stuff that I could be in jail for. So I'm all for second chances. If he yeah, can turn it around. And... Carrying a stolen gun. No. Quinn, what have you second done? Second chances. Yeah, what have you done? That's what I'm trying to find out. Quinn, what have you done? I mean, not so much a stolen gun, but... But I, but I've done, I've done stuff. I mean, I could have gotten felony charges for. No, nothing with a gun, with drugs, but nothing with guns. Whoa, winner! Oh man, Quinn, Quinn, don't do drugs. They know the drugs. I wasn't even me doing that. It was me being in a possession of a certain amount where. I told my brother, and he thought it'd be funny to tell my sisters, and then my sister told my mom, and then, yeah. What were in possession so of? Of the weed? Two ounces of weed. Damn, Quinn, what, what are you doing? What do you do? Call me after the show. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I can't believe your own sister snitched on you. Your own city, How city, much is two ounces of weed? How much is two ounces of weed? Is that bigger than a pound? Because that's what I have right now. I was going to say, which state are we in? Yeah, I'm going to say, which state are we in? I'll tell you how much it is. So now I have for evidence me, online. I've got evidence on Quinn right now. We can get him locked up <laughs> for how many years now? I mean, this is this will be admissible in court. We could have this show played in court. I mean, there's got to be a statute limitation on this. Hopefully, Quinn, you're telling this after five years. <laughs> oh, Quinn, when was it? Last night? <laughs> nah, this was a few months ago. Oh, damn, son. Yeah. No wonder but he's been in the dark. But then my... uh. Then my mom had a police run talk to me, and then I guess I was nearby a park. So then if I was to get, like, if I got in trouble, like, then that would have been even more time because I, yeah. I was, like, near public area. Well, so, like, you were near an area where children could be present. When the yeah. drug dealer? No. <laughs> A couple of days. Uh, yeah. I, well, once I got it, I realized how stupid it was. And then a couple of days later, uh, I uh, it magically disappeared, right? Gave it away. And then, uh, yeah, because I, <laughs> I was gave it away. <laughs> no, you did not just say, hey, here's 600 bucks worth of, uh, of, of, of the hooch. I gave it to some potheads that I know. For six hundred dollars. No. <laughs> no, I wanted to just get it out of my house. I Why didn't, didn't you want... call me? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna come up all the way from Florida? Well no, all you gotta do is get a box of uh, Lucky Charms and you open up the bag and you put it in the bag and then you reseal the bag, you reseal the box, and you cut more boxes. 
You addressed it to me and sent it to me through UPS. I was so sketched. I was so sketched having it. My apartment smell reeked of it. And I was just so sketched. You're saying too much, man. You're saying too much here, man. <laughs> you already incriminated yourself. Uh, anyway, I'm going to run today. <laughs> I hate to run, guys, but, but I've got to run. But it's been great talking some sports with you guys. And uh, we'll try to, we'll, we, will, we will have a show Sunday night. So we'll discuss some more playoffs, guys. Until then. Have a blessed week. Take care. God bless. We'll see you soon. Talk to you all soon.